Welcome to another exciting episode of the Leaders of Atlanta podcast, connecting you to prominent leaders, thinkers, and influencers in the city to help you to become the leader that you are called to be. Now here is your host and leadership development expert, Zach Hudson. Well, hello there, leaders. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Leaders of Atlanta podcast, where you're going to be able to hear from Atlanta's top leaders and learn about the companies or the causes that they're tied to. Today's episode focuses on Joe Conway, the CEO and founder of Stable Kernel. Stable Kernel is a custom software and tech firm built right here on Atlanta's Beltline. They partner with Fortune 1000 companies to walk through the whole process from the architect phase to designing, building, scaling, and even commercializing custom software solutions. They focus on the IoT or the Internet of Things, but they also work in web, mobile, and cloud initiatives as well. I think you're going to really enjoy our show with Joe this week. He shares a lot of practical advice on how to continue to grow your own leadership in both your professional and personal life. Joe, thank you so much for being on Leaders of Atlanta with us today. So glad to have you on the show. I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank yeah. you so much for coming into our yeah. office. It's a man, amazing office because I, I was we were talking before the show and y'all gave me an excellent tour. It's a it's a very unique mix of this kind of vintage feel mm-hmm. and very much tied mm-hmm. into the city. So something I've been to a lot of tech companies in town and this one is definitely unique among them all. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, so great we job. had the opportunity yes. to design it ourselves, right? Yeah. So our yeah. chief people officer yeah. and then um, our really my business partner, his wife is also an interior designer. Yeah. So they yeah. were able to do a great job. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, be sure to, if you're in the area to, to check them out or is there any, I'm sure there's some ways online that you can find some pictures or something of the office. Oh too, yeah. So. yeah. We got an Instagram account, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. So let's kick off uh, our show today with just your story uh, of your journey as a leader and you pick the, the beginning point up into where we are today. Ooh, okay. How are we going to define leader? I guess in this, in this you context, we leader. get to define yeah. leader. All right. All right. So building trust. Yeah. So showing where, people where, guidance. Did you, where did you start off or you find that passion of, you know what, this is, this is oh, kind of my start yeah, as a leader. Yeah. I don't know if I ever considered myself a leader. Yeah. Maybe still not today. Okay. Right. Just in the, in the sense of it. Right. I mean, to me it's, it's a team. Sure. And that sounds really naive and cliche, right? But <laughs> at the end of the day, we all have different responsibilities yeah. in what we're doing. And, but in, in more recent times, I've felt the need to maybe show that guidance better sure. and to be that person that's out in front. And I think if you look back at it over time, you know, earlier, way earlier in the day, I was a track and field athlete and was very good. And I was definitely a leader on that team in college and all that stuff. But what I was leading us towards, I don't, I don't really know. You know sure. what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't a conscious You were more thought. leading yourself well. Yeah. Right, I had some regard. sort of baked yeah. in natural talent where people, it's probably cause I'm tall, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, where people would pay attention. I had no idea what to do with that and probably did not harness it effectively or usefully or any, yeah. in any good way whatsoever other than selfishness. Sure. And then I started teaching courses and I wrote my book, right? I wrote my book on how to develop software for the iPhone. And it was just a really incredible book. And a lot of people bought it. And then they started coming to this course that I taught 20 people at a time. And in that moment, I really did start to feel like, Hey, like I'm actually providing value now. Yeah. And I felt a lot better about that. So then you take that a few more years further and we're in, we're here now. 
and I still feel it's just a responsibility. I don't look at leadership as like this fun thing that I want to be doing. I don't wake up every day thinking like, oh God, I just want to lead people. I just, that's just not what I feel, sure. right? But I do feel like I have a responsibility to those people, right? And that's, so it's more of a lead by example, more of a learning as I go type yeah. of situation. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it changes this definition as I get new challenges, new opportunities, and our company faces new challenges and opportunities. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of a theme that we've heard this season on the show is as you your company grows, you have to grow in your own leadership to match that piece. Yeah. And, you know, if you're leading 50 people a day, you may not be ready for 200, but you're, you're going to gear yourself up to that level. And then when you're there, you gear yourself up to the next level as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's great. So, you know, tell us about uh, Stable Kernels here in Atlanta. So, yeah. uh, what do you love about Atlanta? You yourself, Joe, or the company? Why you chose this place? Uh, why you chose the office where you are now? I moved here after college from Wisconsin. Okay. First thing, it's way warmer here. <laughs> the weather's incredible, right? Um, yes, that's true. Yeah. And at first, you know, I was homesick, and I thought, this is different. This is this is new to me. I'm not quite sure if I, if I like this. And then you start to really walk around the city and be a part of the city sure. and how different it is and the different places that you can go and how it's all connected through the belt line and the fact that we live in a forest, yeah. right? Those are, so those sure. are all phenomenal things to get you here. So we're settled here. The company's here. My <laughs> wife, my wife and I, we have a house here. We're really close to the office. It's fantastic. We got the dogs. They're great. Um, but then you start to dig a little bit deeper and you start thinking about how the technology industry has really evolved here Sure. and just how incredible of an opportunity we're sitting in right now, because there's technology. If you look at Silicon Valley, right? It's, great, super, right? But I feel like they're focused on a more specific set of problems. And I feel Atlanta has a lot more diverse of a technology foundation. We're coming from finance. We're coming from healthcare. We're coming from Mm -hmm. a lot of different places. And I feel like that adds a ton of value to the tech scene here. And it's just, it has not been difficult to convince people to move to Atlanta (laughs) to work here. People want to do it, especially once they see the office. Um, It has not been difficult to find talent here in the surrounding areas. And so I just don't see a reason to be anywhere else when I have to pay 2x the price to live there. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's a great center for... uh, so many colleges and students, right? Number mm-hmm. one. So you got that natural pool of young talent as they come through looking for a job, but it's got an intersection where it just meets in a great part of the country. Number one, just as you touched yep. on, but you have so many other things that make it a, a great place to be from the entertainment industry to everything in between. Uh, yeah. That makes it just a, a great place yeah. to be. And that's why I really, I started the show was just to share my love of the city. Yeah. Of yeah. Too. So, I yeah. actually grew up in Wisconsin being a huge Braves and Falcons and Hawks. Fan oh, there you go. And had no concept I was ever going to move here <laughs> until I did. And, and, and now I'm just a big Wisconsin sports fan. So I don't know how that flips, but that's where we're that's at. That's right. There you go. Very cool. So tell us about Stable Colonel for our listeners hanging out with us today. It's you, me, it's them sitting with us. Tell them about what you do. You showed me some incredible things before the show. So yeah. yeah share about what, you, what your passion is for your company. At the end of the day, we're designing and building custom software, right? Yeah. And so that's going to be consumer-facing applications that are mobile or web-based. They typically have some sort of IoT components. We're working with electronic devices. And what we're really focused on is providing a really great customer and user experience. So we have UX, UI folks in-house, right? But at the same time, there's so many useful things that come out of these software solutions, right? In terms of the data that the sure. enterprise who is building them has access to. And so we are really focused on those that dual component of being able to provide customers with a ton of value, but then that also providing the owners of that application that we built it for with a, an amazing amount of value too. Yeah, that's great. And so what are some of the things, projects that you worked on that maybe somebody would know or yeah, companies yeah. you've partnered with? Yeah, now being who we are and a lot of the stuff is a little bit top secret sure, and yeah. they have the company names on it certainly right but if you think about we really do work with um larger companies we're very much focused on fortune 500 just because the types of solutions we're building are they're quite expensive right we're 
there's different niches for everybody and we're kind of in that multi-million dollar, multi-year, huge team type sure. of niche, right? And the things that we're working on are, you know, we have one customer who they, they develop paper towel dispensers and those are used in very large office spaces. And one of the bad things that happens is those run out <laughs> in a restroom. and <laughs> the you're The worst. Yes, and you're the person in there and that you don't want that to happen. And right. In fact, research shows that a lot of tenants will leave if that becomes a, a common thing, sure. right? So all we gotta do is just put a little Bluetooth module in there, get that data out, put it into a cloud platform and notify people when, hey, it's time to refill the paper, yeah. right? Um, we do similar stuff in the healthcare space for uh, medical devices and being able to pull data off of those devices so that the patient, the doctor, their caregiver, if they have someone staying at, with them at home, that they have that data so that we can make sure that we can really extend their quality of life. Yeah. Um, and that's really what we like to do is we like to tie all these different disparate things together. So I'm looking at a mobile application, but what I'm really looking at is the entire world outside of me and the data that I'm deriving yeah. from it, from all these different devices out there. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that. Just the, uh, the complex issue that you're dealing with and you're coming up with a simple solution for the user. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. It's simple for the user. For us, it's a little complex. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You took me to the lab and it's, uh, there's just stuff everywhere. So, uh. <laughs> Lots of flashing lights. That's right. That's I don't know right. what most of them do. <laughs> So let's transition a little bit to your personal leadership, Joe, and, and talk through some of that. Your journey, uh, again, kind of more of a deep dive to where we got today. So, so let's talk about some advice maybe that you would give to somebody going into leadership for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. We hear it pretty often, especially amongst our younger folks that we yeah. have. It's like, I want to lead, I want to lead, I want to lead. Someone can't give you permission to do that, Yeah. right? At the end of the day, you have to be able to say, I understand the objective that we're all trying to reach, yeah. and let me help us together reach that, reach that objective, right? And that's why I view it as a responsibility, because it's not, I don't like the hero worship thing. I don't like the whole Steve Jobs created the earth thing, right? Yeah. You know, for me, I, I, <laughs> there's so many other people that were involved. You saw that General Magic uh, yeah. documentary. Sure. Um, so for me it is responsibility and some people's responsibility in that group is to maybe take on the outside world or to maybe have a lot of the pieces in their head at the same time. Um, and I feel very fortunate that that is something that I'm able to do, but I would tell anyone that was wanting to do that to just think about it from that perspective, right? Think about it as you have an objective, you have people that all want to reach that objective. What can you do to, to add to that? Yeah. Right. And I don't think leadership has to be that person who's doing what I described. Leadership can be the quiet, silent type who's just getting what sure. they need to get done and moving in the direction. They might not get the same accolades for it, but I think they should. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about a great point of just, uh, just taking the initiative, right? Taking that step. So in a company that can be tough because look, if you're in a company and they're like, no, 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 no. You do by this rule, this book, and you don't go yep. outside these boundaries, then that squishes that. So how do you, foster that here at Stable Kernel of that just freedom to lead. Yeah. The good news is we need it, right? Yeah. At a big enterprise company, right? Everything's been decided. Sure. You're starting lower on the totem pole and you're moving up. Our company is opportunistic, right? We don't know exactly what we're going to be yet, right? We still have, we, we know what we're doing right now is good. We know right. that people value it and we yeah. know that it's very profitable and we know that people are staying here. Like our average retention rate for our employees is like three years. It's incredibly high. Yeah, that's great. Um, in the engineering world, right? Yeah. Um, and so... The, um, now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm so excited to get you that. Yeah, one. no, so yeah, the freedom, man. So how do you, how it's, do you yeah, it's the, it's the foster freedom. that freedom with your people? People have to step up in our organization just due to its nature. We yeah. don't have these really nice shiny roles where we figure out absolutely everything. And so it's a constant communication thing, really. We, I think we stay very connected to our staff. And I think that's very important in a small growing company. 
you're not going to have this thing where I can fill out a form and it shows up on someone's desk and they take over the process. <laughs> like it was actually faster for me to walk over there. Computers sure. don't help me there. Right. Um, but that, that the general premise is if you're communicating constantly about where you're trying to go as an organization, people are smart. They figure things out and they say, by the way, you told me that we're going to kind of do this. I thought about this idea. I have this experience. I saw this. And all of a sudden, these other ideas. And you say, great. Can you, can you execute that? Can you, can you put that together and make that yeah. happen? And then all of a sudden, they're getting a promotion. They're moving up. And our company is moving up, most importantly. Yeah. I love that. So celebrating that ingenuity, right? Of, yeah. Of stepping out of the box, if you will, right? And I, I would imagine along the way, because there's going to be failures along the way, too, of of being okay with failures and going back to the drawing board and trying again mm-hmm. uh, as you, as you, we call it the courage to fail, right? There you go. That's it, right. it was the, it's the courage because it's not, it's not failure, right? Failure is the end. Sure. I don't think any of us are at the end right here. For sure. Um, I don't think, you know, one project slipping a day is the end, right? Yeah. So th- there's, there's things like that. And it really is one of the things we're doing right now is talking about how we build trust, right? And so there's three points of trust. There's competence, there's benevolence, and there's reliability. And you need all three, the three of those things to, to create trust, right? Mm-hmm. And that is what we work on very often. Yeah. Right. That is, it's something we push on everyone to say, you have to have that courage to do those things. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So let's talk about some common leadership traits, maybe that you look for in your team as you're bringing them on board. Yeah. To me, work ethic is the absolute number one thing. Sure. And it's interesting because as you become more of a leader, your work looks less like work, right? And it looks yeah, and it's it, more it, soft skills, people skills. Yeah. It's and, relating yeah, sure. and, it's, yeah, and it's relational type of things. It, yeah. Exactly. But I know that if someone has a strong work ethic, as they built through their career, they've built a lot of these skills and they have this knowledge because they've stayed close to what they're doing. Right. Those are the people people that I think should lead. Right. Yeah. If you have that. It's if you work in the mailroom, I think you're going to be better as you move up through that organization yeah. because you understand why you're doing the things that you're doing, and you have empathy for the people who are now executing your vision. Yeah. Cool. So, what are some things maybe that you are doing to continue? Uh, to grow your leaders as, as they come up in the organization. Yeah. Um, we do have a ton of training and curriculum. So we have a really great role that we establish here called our talent development director. Okay. And so that role is just, I mean, we spend a lot of money on purely developing the social and professional and, yeah. and soft skills of our engineers, which yeah. is kind of a weird thing to think about. Engineers are typically, let's put them in the back room. <laughs> let's not talk to them. No, 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 no. These people are the people that are implementing That's right. the vision, Yeah, right? They need to be in those conversations because they need to see firsthand what that vision is. Once it goes through paperwork, documentation, a few different people, it becomes a little bit more difficult, right? Sure. And so that talent development director is very much focused on curriculum for, mm-hmm. for those folks and leadership curriculum. We have our leadership retreats. Um, we have our cadence meetings to make sure that people are leading effectively. Um, you know, we have a Udemy subscription so that people can go in. There's a lot of different things. We have a $3,000 a year educational budget. Oh, that's so you can travel yeah. to a conference, all expenses paid because you have to invest. Sure. Right. Our business is, I mean, 90% of our cost is payroll. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just people. That's the only resource that we have. And that's a very big thing. That's what we invest in. Right. Yeah. And then being leaders is what we expect because if we're just churning and burning at the lower level and never really elevating upwards, we'll run out of steam. You will. Is <laughs> that exactly right? Yeah. Yeah. So I love the the focus on uh, I call it everybody has a seat at the table kind of mentality of it doesn't matter what your role is or what your position is or your seniority in the company everybody deserves a shot to be their best yeah. and everybody deserves that investment to be the best person they want to be, whether they want to be an engineer today and a marketing person two years from now <laughs> yeah, for yeah. you, right? That that's possible yeah. for them. And they can see themselves going from point A to point B. 
uh, I think as leaders, we have that responsibility. They come in at, at day one. I'm using my hands here. Uh, yeah. My left is day one and day, uh, day X is on your right. That day X could be three years, mm-hmm. could be three months or 15 years from now. And that our responsibility from leaders is to make them a better person in their life and in their work. Than uh, when they got yeah. It. Yeah. You should, you should, the investments that you make in your work should yeah resonate into the rest of your life because it is about serving others. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, that's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really is the shows the success of a leader. Are are they different and better at both their job and their life than when they got here? If they are, then you did. That's part of your leadership job. You did great. But if it's, if they're the same, then what have we been doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Missed leadership opportunity. Exactly. Right. If you look at, I don't know, if you look at my expectation for, for what a person does is that they should always be constantly growing and learning. That's yeah, one of our core sure. values as a company is, is learn and share, yeah. right? And stay hungry is another one of those yeah. core values. And I just think that the rate at which our industry moves, the rate at which the human population is exploding, there's so many opportunities out there. If you stop paying attention, you're going to fall behind very quickly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what about a few lessons maybe that you've learned as you've grown in leadership could go back to your track days. It yeah, could be yeah, days yeah. here uh, as you've started the organization. Yeah. I think perhaps the most funny thing that I've learned okay. is that every time I've ever felt confident in my leadership yeah. skills, like a week later, something's smacking me in the face. <laughs> like it's just without a doubt. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a really good job here. And then all of a sudden it's just like, no, you're doing a terrible job. Just isn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that has been, there's a humility aspect because it is easy to, start a company, oh, sure. get successful and start letting it go to your head. And it is a constant struggle to make sure that you're thinking like, no, this isn't, we're not there yet. Yeah. Right. Like I pro- I made promises, yeah. right. You know, we're going to, we have a much bigger destiny here. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the big things is just that ability to stay humble, which for me is not as easy as I wanted to, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, this is just, this is almost within the last year or two is I always thought being a leader meant being the best at the thing that okay. you're all doing. And that doesn't work out really quickly when you start to scale, right? Sure. You can't be the best because you're not doing any of that stuff. Right. You have to empower those people who are doing that work. And, and, and part of that means losing a lot of control too, yeah. right? And I think that was a really interesting lesson, at least for me personally, to go through that. And fortunately, being married and having a wife, you, you're forced to go through that a lot faster, <laughs> right? right? Sure. Like, it, it, <laughs> at least if you plan on being a good partner. Um, but, and I do. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, at the end of the day, thinking through the fact that you need to empower 10 people to do 10 X more than you could by yourself. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love that. I love the avoiding the sense of arrival because right. Especially if you're a new leader, you're like, okay, if I can only make this job or this position, then I'm there and there should never, a leader never arrives. You're no. always continuing to learn. And it's not a position yeah. either. That's, and right. it, that's funny. We tell you, I think you mentioned a question earlier, which, you know, stepping into leadership. Yeah. And for me, I don't think you step into leadership. I think you lead and then someone recognizes your leadership and gives you, empowers you better sure. or empowers you more. I don't know if that's the right word, right? Yeah. Empowers you more to use that, utilize that leadership towards a more specific or yeah. targeted goal. That's good. That's good. Very good. So what are some, maybe some best advice that you received, uh, over your time as you were growing up or maybe in the organization now that you would love to pass on to somebody else? Yeah. I like to have sources of advice, right? I don't think of it as individual units of advice, right? There's nothing I can look back and say like that really changed the course of my life. Um, but I can look back at the people who are in my life and have been in my life in different okay. times and the advice that comes from them, right? It's because someone has to know you. It's, it's hard to give sure. blanket advice. You know, if I could give some advice right now, people would be like, that does not apply to me. Why, <laughs> why I listen to 20 minutes of this podcast and this idiot's out here saying some crazy stuff, right? The fact that I have people in my life 
that are also leaders themselves, but in different ways. You see different leadership styles. You have a support system. You have people to learn from and techniques and tactics and all that type of stuff. And it's a constant source, right? I don't want a one hit and just be done with it. Sure. Having those people. And so, you know, a lot of my friendships kind of span the, the country because it's hard to come by people that you have a mutual interest and there's a respect there and they have really good advice and you can yeah. trust them and all those sorts of things. And so when they move, which is true of many Atlantans, sure. right? You come here for a short period of time, maybe you leave us a bit more of that getting more steady and yeah. stable now. Um, but yeah, keeping those relationships has been so critical. Yeah. So maybe leaning into mentorship, right? To yeah. some degree or a good solid peer relationships yeah. as well, right? To yeah. kind of speak life into you or business advice or vice versa to be that person to lean on. Exactly. Yeah. Cause as you know, that. leadership can get difficult sometimes because yeah. people rely on you and you're responsible for them. Sure. Right. And having someone that might be going through some similar situations puts into perspective. Um, and just, you know, my business partner, Jason Russell, having him and us running the business together has been really beneficial because you can't keep it up hundred percent of the time. Sure. It gets, it weighs heavy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I had a mentor for several years and I, I kept a file and I, I, his name was Paul Herman. And I just wrote Paul on the file and I would just drop stuff that we would talk about or he would send me or emails or whatever else. And similar to you. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not necessarily a one, here's the catchphrase that he taught me. Yeah. But it was a, a, a time period uh that yeah. he was in my life because you're adding context yeah. to like you said putting files in the folder yeah. in the, in the, yeah. in the, yeah. the folder absolutely there. uh let's see what are maybe a behavior or trait because you've been doing this for a little bit here at sable colonel uh that you've seen derail leaders career yeah I, I don't know if i have enough good enough insight to say oh i've seen that happen and that was exactly it because i never know you know there's so many different variables that go yeah. into it I do know the things that I guard against for myself though. And I guard against again okay. that, that humility piece, yeah. right? That ego right. piece, really focusing on that outcome and realizing that if this is successful, then I'm successful and I don't need to be successful outside of that. If that makes sense, right? Tying like, your self-worth to your position or your company, which is a scary way of describing that by the way. Um, <laughs> and, 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 but yeah, but the group yeah. of people that were around is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that we all get to the destination that, that we want to get to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so checking myself has sure. been, it, it sounds like I have a really big ego problem, right? But no, <laughs> no. It, it's, a, it's a piece that a lot of people struggle with that. And actually on my other show, asked the time we, we dive into that a little bit of what do you put your worth in? And a lot of people put their worth into their career or their status or their title, mm -hmm. but that's not who you are as a person. Right. It shouldn't be right? right. Because if that goes away, the company downsizes or changes direction and you're doing something else, then, oh my gosh, what does what do that do? do to you exactly. right, on a personal level? So mm -hmm. I totally get that and mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. So, and then let's just kind of transition more to a positive. Yes. One. How about that? All right. So <laughs> maybe a characteristic that you believe that every leader should possess. Yeah. It's going back to that work ethic responsibility yeah. thing, right? I mean, if you talk about being a leader, the expectation is that other people are relying on you to give guidance, yeah. to, to show the way, to forge that path so they can come in and, 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 and build on top of it, right? Sure. Um, and so I do very much believe that their leader should be one of the most responsible people of that unit because it is ultimately falling on their shoulders, right? right? That's right. And, and I've seen leaders who don't have it. I've seen, because you can be a leader, right? You can, you can easily get people to do the things that you want them to do um, and then fall away. And I've seen that before. I've seen it in a number of different occasions and everyone gets hurt in that scenario, right? And so 
having that responsibility to me, which is a totally, it's a skill, right? It's not a talent. It's not something that you're born with. It is simply a skill. Uh, if you roll the clock back 20 years, I was not a very responsible person. <laughs> I was a young man. Um, and, and now I take it very seriously, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I definitely appreciate that too. Yeah. And that idea of that, the cause is bigger than the person, mm -hmm. right? So that, you know, as the company grows, right, then that it's more about the cause of the company's growing towards, not necessarily you as an individual. And that goes back to what we kind of talked about, the threat of today of avoiding that ego trap. Yep. That it's not about, Stable Kernel's not about you. Mm -hmm. Even though you created it and yeah. grew it from its infancy to where it is today and continue to grow that. But it's about the getting to the finish line or getting to the place yeah. that you want to be, I think. It's, yeah. it's and important. we know that once you get to that finish line, you pick a new finish That's line, right? right? <laughs> exactly. But as long as everyone's moving upwards, then whatever upwards means, yeah, right? Sure. Then I think that you're doing your job. Yeah, I love that. Hey, so tell us about where our listener can find you, find the company. Where do you like to hang out online? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stablekernel.com is yep. obviously our website, which is stable kernel. You know, it's kernel like corn kernel, not, <laughs> not uh, what are the other kernels? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we're right in the old fourth ward next to the WSB tower yeah. uh, next to the skate park. And yeah. so it's a really great experience for the folks that live around here, which is many of them to take their scooters and their bikes and everything yeah, into sure. work. Sure. Very cool. What about you personally, uh, LinkedIn or anything like that? Where can they look you up? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and GitHub. GitHub okay. is another place, which is interesting if you're an engineer out okay. there. That's a yeah. good place Very to look. Cool. Very cool. Joe, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I just love your heart for people, your uh, drive for values, and just your sense of helping your people be better than they, they, think, they think that they can be. So I appreciate so much uh, that from you. So thanks a lot for being on the show. Well, thank you for being here, and I really appreciate you saying yeah. that. Cool. Thanks a lot. Well, I hope you enjoyed our episode today with Joe Conway, the CEO of Stable Kernel. And goodness, is it not obvious that this man is a transparent leader and he has such a heart to transform his people in a very real and practical way. And so I very much appreciate that about him and our time together today. Today, Joe shared three key pieces to help you grow and develop your leadership walk. The first was to not to wait around for permission to lead. Instead, lead yourself well right where you are right now, no matter where you are in your career. Help those around you and step up and help the bigger picture of the organization or wherever you are. Remember that leadership is not a position that you shoot for or something that is given to you on a sheet of paper. It should be who you are and who you stand for as a person. The second tip was to protect yourself from the ego trap. So remember to stay humble by keeping people around you that will speak truth and life into you no matter your circumstances or your success to keep you level-headed and focused on continuing to push forward in progress for yourself and for those around you. Make sure that you don't tie your self-worth to a position or your success level and instead focusing on continuing to push yourself to newer and greater things. And the third tip was to know that being a leader doesn't mean that you have to be the best at everything. So lean into others, lean into your circle of influence, your peers, the people that work above you, maybe the people that work below you, and let those talents fill in the gaps of your own. Instead of trying to be the best, focus instead on having a great worth ethic. Just be good at getting things done, and that will help you be better than you are today. Thanks again to the team at Stable Colonel for hosting me for today's show. It is evident that these people care about each other and care about their clients and people that they work with. 
Well, that does it for season one of Leaders of Atlanta. I'd like to thank you for hanging out with me and just listening to these set of shows for this season. We will be back for season two, focused on civic leaders and community causes. And until we meet again, grow your leadership and impact your community. Mm -hmm.